You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast, where we're brought to you by Omaha Steaks, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Uh, we do have some updates on potential LSU coaching staff news, but Wednesday was a day where we got to meet LSU head coach Brian Kelly for the first time, and my goodness, was it refreshing. After, uh, let's call it 16 years of Les Miles and Ed Ogeron with weird syntax and gravelly voices, we got to hear what a CEO-type head coach sounded like, and Brian Kelly and his family were welcome to Baton Rouge. You know, when we talk about uh, making decisions, it's really about people and, and getting a chance to, to meet President Tate, certainly Scott, um, and the athletic administration. This is so much about uh, alignment. And for me, um, alignment relative to uh, this university, the goals, what is in store for LSU athletics as a university, that is what the draw is for me. And to meet Obviously, uh, President Tate and to spend the time that I did with Scott, that cohesion, that collaboration, that kind of communication, that's what, for me, led me here uh, to Baton Rouge. Do you just have a, a big sigh of relief listening to that? Brian Kelly may lose every game he ever coaches at LSU. I, I'm sure he'll win a lot. But to listen to a man speak who has a very clearly articulated plan, a very smart, measured, mature approach to things was so refreshing. It just hasn't been that way here in a long time. But did you hear the words he used? Alignment. Cohesion. When Scott Woodward was introduced as LSU's athletic director, that's what he talked about. He talked about alignment. He, he made a comment about everybody rowing in the same direction. And that's how it was when Scott was here 20 years ago. Understand, when you had Mark Emmert and Scott as his lieutenant, and you had Skip Bertman as the athletic director, transitioned from Joe Dean, obviously, and Nick Saban as the head coach, University, athletic administration, head football coach, everyone was in alignment. Everyone had the same aligned goals, direction, structure, purpose, all of it. And it brought LSU to heights it hadn't seen in a half century. That's been Scott's goal since he's been back here. Now you've got William Tate as the president. You've got Scott Woodward as the AD. And now you've got the coach that Scott put in place to do exactly that. It's they're recreating what worked so well here 20 years ago. And Brian Kelly is using a lot of that same verbiage. Listen, when Scott Woodward spoke today, I mean, he, he was very clear. He was very clear about, I'm sorry, play number two, please. He was very clear about the, the direction here for, Scott, for, uh, for Brian Kelly. In the decades I've known and loved this university, from the time I grew up in Baton Rouge selling peanuts in Tiger Stadium until the day I returned as athletic director in 2019 and every day since, many things have changed. 
But through all these years, from my first memories of this place until the second I stepped up to this microphone today, there's one constant that I know has never changed, never has, and never will. LSU fans love a winner. And he was abundantly clear today that that's Brian Kelly's expectation, is to win here. And for what it's worth, and I thought this was this was the, the highlight of the press conference of Brian Kelly. There's one quote from the entire 45 minutes or however long we listened to. There's one thing that I heard today more than any other. It was, it was this from Brian Kelly. I came down here because I wanted to be with the best. The resources here are outstanding. The al- it starts with the alignment, excellence, the standard of expectation. This is, listen, you're, you're, you're looked at in terms of championships here, and I want that. I want to be under the bright lights. I want to be on the Broadway stage. That's what my passion is. And so, yeah, that's part of the draw. There's no doubt about that. I want to be under the bright lights. I want to be on the Broadway stage. There is no mistaking from Brian Kelly why he is here. He was asked a bunch about leaving a team that's a potential playoff team and leaving a place where he could have retired. And over and over, what you heard from Brian Kelly, as respectfully as he could be to the place from where he came, which he obviously has a great affinity for and great years of his life were spent there. And he accomplished many things in 12 years at Notre Dame. But it is it was abundantly clear the resources, the vision, the expectation of winning here is different than there. Let me rephrase that. The realistic expectation of winning here is different than there because they're not committed in the way that LSU is committed to winning championships. Not just winning games, winning championships. You heard Scott Woodward say it there. And Brian Kelly is not running from that in any way. So there's a lot of blanks that he needs to fill in between now and the start of the season. And honestly, now and just over two weeks from now, when the early signing period begins, he's got to fill out a recruiting class. He's got to recruit this roster. He's got to finish his coaching staff. And a large part that's going to determine be dependent on what happens in South Bend, how many of those coaches follow him here, how many coaches here are retained. He was very clear that he has had no conversations with any member of the current LSU staff about being retained. Those are all decisions that will be made in very short order, however, because your current roster needs to know, recruits need to know, potential signees need to know, and that's all going to happen very quickly as they move forward. As he said today, today was about taking pictures and press conferences and photo ops and all that sort of stuff, but there's a ton of work to be done and needs to be done quickly, and Brian Kelly's going to get down to it. Very impressive debut for Brian Kelly, as it's very clear uh, the, the direction that LSU and this entire administration, this entire university has aligned right now from university, athletic department, head football coach, and that should be very exciting. Very exciting for LSU fans. Okay, we do have some updates from South Bend, and that's going to be relevant for the LSU coaching staff, so we'll get to that in a second. We are brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You may not know this about me, but I am a total steak snob. And if you love steak as much as I do, then you already know about Omaha Steaks. And this is an amazing gift-giving idea. Holidays are here, y'all. If you want to find the perfect gift, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends, family, clients, an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So they're giving you a great deal as well 
just because you listen to Locked on LSU. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. So for $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. Again, use the code COLLEGE. You'll also get eight additional Omaha Steak Burgers for free with your order. You've heard all the reports about storage and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Again, omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue Locked On LSU, where we thank you for making us your first listener. We're brought to you by Omaha Steaks. One big part of the conversation surrounding Brian Kelly's move is what happens in South Bend. Now, we may not be as concerned about the Notre Dame program, but staff members that could follow, could recruits or or uh, current Notre Dame players potentially follow. Wanted to get some boots-on-the-ground perspective, so we turned to Pete Sampson of The Athletic, who covers Notre Dame. And we, by the way, we did have this conversation before the news that Marcus Freeman was going to be the head coach and Tommy Reese was staying on his OC. So I'll after our conversation with Pete Sampson, we'll come back and discuss that. But started with a reaction up in South Bend. Shock would be... Shock and confusion to start, um, almost like bordering on disbelief um, based on all of Brian Kelly's commentary about, I'm not leaving for another college job. I want to retire here. I'm not leaving Notre Dame under my own volition, the fairy godmother thing, mm-hmm. um, all of that. And then I think once you get into his kind of abrupt, come up here, I'm out of here, um, talked to the team yesterday, then it, then it gets a little more defiant, um, a little more angry. So I think now there's more of a, we're going to show you we can win without you vibe around here. I don't know how that will translate into the next staff. I don't know how it will translate be into next week. Um, but that would, that would be sort of the, um, the attitude around this place today. I, I can certainly understand why it feels like it was uh, abrupt. Uh, Jack Swarbrick did say yesterday, kind of had a feeling for maybe a month or so that something was up. Um, I, I Skeptical of that. I am, I'm very skeptical of that commentary. Okay, um, why? Because I just, understanding and reporting out the story that we had on The Athletic today about how Notre Dame was sort of caught off guard on this, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, maybe he wants to look around. And I know Notre Dame was under pressure from Brian Kelly to meet to talk about facilities, to talk about compensation. And Notre Dame didn't really press the issue. It was more like, you know, you could, we could talk after the season. Um, but the fact that, you know, is it a shock that he left? 
Probably not. Is it a shock that he left on Monday after Notre Dame finished out the season 11 and one? That's the shock. The timing of it is a shock. Maybe, maybe that maybe we're splitting hairs here. The, mm-hmm. the fact that he left isn't a, doesn't blow you away. The fact that he left when he did as quickly as he did, that, that I think is probably more of the surprise. And let's dig a little deeper there because the, the most surprising thing, Pete, is you're one upset away. I mean, Notre Dame is one upset mm-hmm. away on Saturday from being in the playoff. Uh, and I, yeah. I I believe that's going to happen, by the way. I, I do think Notre Dame is going to end up in that, that Final Four. So two parts. Number one, I mean, if you would elaborate there on how that might have, have altered or not altered this or what the feeling is there generally, and then also be is what do you do? Like, what does Notre Dame do if they make a playoff? Who, I mean, who coaches the team? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question without a firm answer right now. I think ultimately it would be Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator, who's, you know, Brian Kelly would like to come to Baton Rouge and be his defensive coordinator there. Um, but I, I think that will probably be what happens, especially if Notre Dame makes the playoff. If Notre Dame misses the playoff, then, you know, I feel like everyone's a little bit more of a free agent unless Notre Dame locks down its new head coach internally today or tomorrow uh, or Friday. Uh, before the weekend comes, so that's um, that's a, that's an open question right now. But I but I think Freeman would probably be the guy that would be acting as head coach at is, that point. Is Freeman a candidate to be the Notre Dame head coach? Yes, one hundred percent. He is under heavy consideration. He's to me he's the only internal candidate with like serious serious um, consideration to get the job. So we it's that's ongoing. He met with. Notre Dame's athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, on Wednesday. What came out of that meeting is kind of what I'm working on right now to figure out. Um, but that's, he's the guy that, while he's a risk, everyone is a risk. He is available. He is here. He is very popular with the roster. Um, you know, Brian Kelly publicly and privately has raved about him as a difference maker, both as a coach uh, and certainly as a recruiter. So he's somebody that I think Notre Dame, if they – can get over the fact that he has no head coaching experience. He checks a ton of other boxes that you would want in a head coach. Is that something that's that's plausible, Pete? Where they they could get over the fact that he has no head coaching experience? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they could. Um, I think they're working to get over that right now. Um, we we'll see if they get there. But the um, the idea of I mean, what the culture that Brian Kelly helped create up here. 10 win, 10 plus win season, five straight years. Like you don't want to tear that down and rebuild necessarily. Um, you know, it's not like LSU where you're starting over because it's the best thing to do. I mean, that's how it was when Brian Kelly got the job here. You tear it down to build it back up. Notre Dame, I don't think wants to voluntarily tear itself down to build itself up when they're sitting there at 11 and one after they went 10 and two, after they went 11 and two, after they went 12 and one. Um, there's, I mean, being sensitive, obviously, there's a very different reality and series of questions facing South, Notre Dame right now in South Bend, but mm-hmm. a lot of those questions are the same questions that will answer questions here, like staff. Marcus Freeman's a guy that LSU wanted to hire a year ago. He picked Notre Dame over LSU. What about Tommy Reese and other staff members? Is there a feeling there about what guys might join Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's certainly up in the air right now. If if Marcus Freeman is the new head coach at Notre Dame, I think Tommy Reese will continue to be the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. I'm confident in saying that. I don't think you'll see those guys split up if one of if Freeman is named the head coach. Uh, beyond that, 
the guys that I think would be most likely to join Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge, Mike Elston, the defensive line coach, who has been here for all 12 years of Brian Kelly's run. I think he's reluctant to pack up his family and move. It's you know, rare that you put roots down in coaching, but he's been able to do that here. Um, but he's been a, a very trusted advisor for Kelly for a very long time. Um, Jeff Quinn, the offensive line coach, will be interesting. I, I don't think there will be an appetite for Kelly to bring him down there, but it's possible. Um, and then one that Notre Dame has already retained was Matt Bayless, their strength coach. Uh, he has been, I think, one of the great architects of Notre Dame's turnaround after the 2016 disaster. Um, the players up here were adamant that Notre Dame do whatever they could to keep them, but ultimately they did. Um, so he, that, that's a key one that Brian Kelly would have liked to have bring that brought down uh, that he won't. Mm, okay. Uh, that's very interesting because that was one that was a hot topic of conversation here is Tommy Moffitt's been yep. a strength and conditioning coordinator at LSU for 20-some-odd years, and his future and his staff was very much up in the air. Uh, Pete Sampson's with us, covers Notre Dame for the Athletic. Good enough to give us, give us a couple minutes here. Uh, a few more. Uh, Brian Kelly was asked today about the recruiting class that he had put together at Notre Dame and if he planned to recruit any of those he, any of those players. He said, we're going to focus on you know home base, basically, Louisiana. Uh, is there any legitimate concern about Notre Dame's current roster and its current commits, those players flipping to LSU? Uh, I mean, they have a commitment from Amarian Walker from down there. Um, that would be one that would be interesting to me. Um, you know, he's sort of been waffling between Notre Dame and Michigan for quite a while. LSU has offered him, but they offered him as a DB and he wants to play receiver, which Notre Dame likes him as a receiver. That would be one. Uh, Logan Diggs is mm-hmm. a bit of a revelation running back in the freshman class. He was, you know, three-star prospect. Like they thought he was good, but he's been great. Um, that is one to watch. I also think he would be the starting running back at Notre Dame next year. So, you know, does it make sense to stick around where you're already the starter opposed to going home? I, I don't know. Um, but in terms of the other commitments in the class, I don't, I don't see it. Devin Moore was a four-star safety from Florida and Naples who already decommitted. That's, that's one that LSU will be in on is already in on. Um, but I mean, follow recruiting. There's not a lot of crossover between Notre Dame and LSU. I mean, that's not a head to head battle. You see a whole lot. Um, so I wouldn't expect there to be, I wouldn't expect this to sort of be an Oklahoma USC situation where you're seeing a, a bunch of guys flip over to the other side of the line. That makes sense. Um, I've I'm I'm assuming this is a hot topic conversation there, and I'm curious with this your thoughts on this connect the dots. Is Luke Fickle to Notre Dame a a real possibility, which could then in turn mean Marcus Freeman ends up at Cincinnati? Yes, yeah, that that is a real possibility. Luke Fickle is very well regarded around Notre Dame, I think, for good reason. Um, the timing of that, you know. A week ago, I would have said like a coach would never leave his program when he's in contention for the college football playoff. But right. that you know the world has changed a little bit. Um, but I have heard talking to sources in the industry that Luke Fickle is adamant that he will not leave Cincinnati as long as they're in contention for the playoffs. So the timing of that probably works against him with Notre Dame. It's a job that Fickle would want, but I also don't think it, he feels like he's in a position where he has to take it. Um, yeah, he's he's been there for four years now, has a son on the roster, um, I, but I think he, he is very well regarded by Notre Dame. Uh, fascinating times. Um, rare, if not altogether unique and unprecedented, uh, but here we are. Uh, 
Pete Sampson, who covers Notre Dame for The Athletic, good enough to spend a couple of minutes with us today. Uh, at some point, I'll probably bother you again, but I do appreciate a couple of minutes today. It's a anytime. It would be fascinating to see sort of how uh, a guy that I covered for all 12 years, and I sat in hours and hours of press conferences, reacclimates to a, a new climate, a new culture down in Baton Rouge. I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to watch it. Pete Sampson, again, from The Athletic. As I mentioned at the start, we now know that Marcus Freeman is going to be the new Notre Dame head coach and that Tommy Reese is staying as offensive coordinator. So where does Brian Kelly turn next for his staff? We'll talk about that in a second. Brought to you by Bet Online, your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Go to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up. It's free to sign up. Make your first deposit of funds and you will get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the code locked on. One word, locked on. Y'all, I've used Bell Online for years now. If it's football, basketball, hockey, uh, MMA, boxing, even Vegas casino games, they have live in game betting. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's Bet Online. Again, when you make your first deposit of funds, use that code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus from Bet Online. It's where the game starts. We are wrapping up a Thursday edition here on the Locked on LSU podcast. A new day in LSU athletics with Brian Kelly introduces the new head football coach. And one big question, of course, is going to be staff. We talked a little bit about some names that may follow Brian Kelly with uh, Pete Sampson just a bit ago. But we now know that Marcus Freeman has been named the new head coach at Notre Dame. And Tommy Reese has announced he is staying on as OC at Notre Dame. So that means Brian Kelly is in the search for two new coordinators. To be very clear, I do not believe Jake Peets and Durante Jones will be retained in those positions. Durante Jones would have a better opportunity being retained, but it's hard for me to see that happening. The Something that should probably give you a degree of comfort is that Brian Kelly has shown a knack for hiring great coaches throughout his career. He had Mike Elko as his defensive coordinator. He had Bob Diaco there. He hired Marcus Freeman. So you shouldn't have the anxiety surrounding Brian Kelly because he's hired really good coaches. That's what happens when you have a competent head coach who knows what he's looking for in his assistants, and Brian Kelly is that. So when you're LSU and you have the amount of resources that LSU's willing to put into its staff, I mean, Dave Aranda was the highest paid assistant in the country at $2.3 million before he left for Baylor. LSU will pay their assistants, and then if you're an assistant coach, you can also look at Brian Kelly and realize you have stability. He's got a 10-year contract. So if you're hired by Brian Kelly, the head coach isn't any in any threat of being fired. So you have job stability as well as long as you perform. So does LSU potentially make a run at Jim Leonard at Wisconsin? Do they go back and knock on the door for Barry Odom at Arkansas, which would be a great option? Some people have mentioned Will Muschamp, who's currently an analyst at Georgia, had an on-field role when Scott Cochran left for mental health um, issues. There's a lot of names we could mention. Todd Orlando was at uh, at Southern Cal. Of course, Lincoln Riley has brought Alex Grinch with him, so Orlando could be an option. A lot of people have mentioned Kevin Steele. Steele's been at LSU. He's been at Auburn. He's been in, you know, he was at Tennessee, sat out of football this year. Don't know if he has a desire to coach again or if he might be in retirement. Um, there are plenty of names that could be mentioned and will be mentioned in this conversation, but LSU will have the resources committed to go higher a great defensive coordinator, and I think that's of greater importance than offensive coordinator because Brian Kelly is an offensive guy, and that's the benefit of having a head coach 
who is an expert on one side of the ball. You don't need necessarily to nail the coordinator hire on that side because the head coach has a level of expertise on that side. So, yes, whoever the OC is will call the plays, but as far as game planning and organization, a lot of that's going to be on Brian Kelly. So I think we'll wait and see what he does there. But defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator are musts. Now, what about guys currently on staff? There were reports that Corey Raymond and Kevin Falk would be retained. Brian Kelly was asked that on Wednesday. Yeah, I have not made any decisions based upon who will stay and and um, uh, who may go. I haven't had any individual conversations with any of them, so any narrative out there um, is not coming from a- any uh, – conversations that I've had with them. Uh, They are well respected um, and I will get an opportunity um, to vet out all of those um, coaches. They've done a great job. I know the business. uh, They know the business. There are realities in this business, uh, but we'll we'll get to all of those coaches because as I mentioned earlier, they have families, they have lives, um, and and we have to get uh, moving in that direction. We've talked about it a bit here, and my understanding is that Corey Raymond will be retained. I believe Kevin Falk has a great opportunity being retained. Same with Brad Davis, the offensive line coach. And one to keep an eye on, as we've talked about here as well, is Mickey Joseph. As you need a New Orleans recruiter, and Terry Joseph was on Brian Kelly's staff up at Notre Dame, so there's familiarity there with the family. So keep an eye on those names as possible coaches that could be retained. Blake Baker certainly did an awful lot with the linebacking group this, this year. And I should get a strong look there as well. But as those conversations develop, you know we'll be talking about it right here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Brought to you today by Omaha Steaks. We appreciate you for making us your first listen. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Until next time, it is Locked on LSU, your team every day.